Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode <laughs> of For Your Run. It's me, Sean. I've got Blair. I don't actually have Blair. She's, no, but that would be a really great day. That oh. day will come, and then that one will be will be videotaped. <laughs> Listen, that episode might be like three hours long because. And you're welcome be, in advance. You needed something for your long run. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that one will be recorded so that you can see all the facial expressions. Oh, it's going to it's going to be out of control. And tears. The tears are joy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So much. Yes. Um, today, we have just a wonderful, good time friend of ours. Andy, yes. you know him on IG as the dot Andy dot Allen. Um, we get to talk to him about just a smorgasbord of things. I mean, certainly <laughs> a majority of it is running, but yes. there's plenty of um, candy debate, music discussion, <laughs> um, you know, just a whole, whole, whole gaggle of things. I really appreciated the candy debate because sugar is really like the thing that I love most in this world. And I just can't have a lot of it because my stomach then tells me that was a bad idea. But right. like, I really love sugar. Right. <laughs> you know, how some people's thing is salt, like, or savory, but no, mm-hmm. no, no. Mm-hmm. Mine is sugar. So I purposefully have to not buy things, yes. which then therefore my children are mad at me. Like yes. it's Girl Scout cookie season, correct? For Okay. So it's your Girl is Scout it, cookie season. Oh, it's ours, just mine. Ours starts in March. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So well, I'm very, very <laughs> envious. Listen, you just said it's Girl Scout cookie season and my it hurt me a little, Did but it? it's okay. I'm so sorry. It's I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> Did not mean to cause you any kind of discomfort. But the, the point of the story was I can't have them in the house. Like, yes. Those yes. sweet little Girl Scouts like come oh. up to you and ask if you'd like to purchase cookies. And I have to be like, no. <laughs> okay. But then my husband's right behind me. He goes, yes. Mm-hmm. I want three Thin Mints and mm-hmm. I want three peanut butter magic mm-hmm. things. And, and he already brought home this new flavor that's called French Toast Cookie. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. And I I have a, I don't eat gluten, so I can only eat the gluten-free versions. But right. I really miss Thin Mints, I have to tell you, in the freezer. So... <laughs> Listen, everybody, live update. We're recording the intro right now, and my wife is pounding on the window, staring at me, laughing hysterically. Blair cannot see this, but Autumn is right here. She's now laughing because she realizes she's interrupting the intro. I can't wait for you to hear this intro, Autumn, as you creep away. Um, I know, but you have to say it in her voice, the voice that you give her when she speaks. So, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I've kind of made her sound like Alexis Rose a little bit from a Shits little bit, from, yeah, okay, a little bit, okay. yeah, with a higher um, pitch voice. <laughs> now I do, I do want to say, so uh, we are actually the exact contrary, Blair. So here is what we have done, <laughs> and listen, everybody, what I'm about to say is going to sound a little bougie, okay? <laughs> it's going to sound a little bougie, but you can't preface it with a bougie comment <laughs> it, because it is, and I know okay. it is. Let's, let's I here's what I do. And I'm, I, it actually kind of makes me anxious to even say that. We go to an ATM huh? and I take out $100. Wow. And I go to a Girl Scout table somewhere yep. in town. Sure. 
and I get to, to the table and these five-year-old, six-year-old, mm-hmm. seven-year-old mm-hmm. Girl Scouts, I look for the, the youngest, I look for the youngest <laughs> Girl Scouts. Okay. And I walk up to the table. <laughs> no, no, no. It's better. Okay. Okay. And so they always hit you with the like, do you want some Girl Scout cookies? Mm-hmm. And I say, not only do I want some Girl Scout cookies, I have $100. You tell me how many Girl Scout cookies that buys me. And then they have to do math. Yeah. Right? So now, so now the, the five or six-year-old looks at their mom like, what in the heck is that? Yeah, right. Um, and they get excited. And then they're trying to do it. And then we play a game where they usually guess too many. Yeah. And then their mom has to be like, no, no, no. He doesn't get that many. Because they'll be like, that's like 40 <laughs> boxes of cookies. And I'm like, if you want it to be 40 boxes of cookies, it then 40. it's 40 boxes of cookies. Um, so then they have to do the math. And it kind of like gives them an opportunity to like have some fun with their parents and try and figure out what this that is. Isn't oh bougie. my god, that's fun! Uh, you made their whole t- their whole troops time. Like yeah. you're a story. They get to go back on their troop meeting and tell yeah. this very tall gentleman came and mm-hmm. gave us a hundred dollars and we sold it for cookies and it was a great. We did math. Look yes. at we're supporting academia. <laughs> that's right. I like to like I like to make it a fun thing. So they always ask, and I'm always like you don't even have to ask me this question. And I was like, I'm just like, here is $100, mm-hmm. but you yeah. tell me how many cookies that is. Yep. Um, okay. So do you have, do you have a question for us today? Or oh you- yeah. So our question, my question I came up with was if you could have a superpower, <laughs> oh. what would it be and why? <laughs> oh God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, I know. This is a tricky one, and I have thought about it a lot and gone back and forth on it every day because some days I wish I had a different one. <laughs> so yeah. in this moment, this doesn't have to be your answer forever, but in this moment in today's time frame, what yeah. superpower would you have and yeah. why? Okay, so in this moment, mm-hmm. I really feel like... Uh, I think I would like to have superhuman speed. Mm-hmm. And I okay. speak to that only because <laughs> I wish that I could get more things done. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate so that. I'm going to speak to the speed element for all of like the Marvel DC universe fans out mm-hmm. there. Like, I want to mm-hmm. be like the Flash in the sure. sense that like I can actually slow down time. Yeah. Like I want to be going so fast that a 24 hour day can be longer. Mm-hmm. Um, because like yesterday, um, like, okay, listen, everybody, I'm going to be a little bit real here, Blair. Okay. So Blair and I always say we're like ascending, we're doing great. Like, and we joke, you, you guys all know that we're joking, but in honesty, it's because like Blair and I are the same people in the sense that we both agree or both want to do every single thing either for the people around us, for yes. the betterment of ourselves. Yep. We try desperately hard to accomplish everything. <laughs> and that also means that it results in us being self-destructive on ourselves on a regular basis because <laughs> my mom and I have this running joke and I and, and thank God my mom told me this one day because I finally realized that I got it from her. It's not just a me thing, but she's like, I wake up every day and I think that I'm going to get 25 things done. And my mom has been alive obviously longer than me. Right. She still has it. She still thinks I can get all of this done. And you don't ever. You get no. five, you get five things done. Right. And 
with For the Run, with regular work. I love the podcast. I don't consider yes. this a burden thing. No, but I know I it either. comes with, I mix the episode. Yep. I do all that stuff. But all of this stuff is a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. The For the Run stuff, everybody, I do all of it. Okay? Yeah. Like, I make the social. I design the shirts. I've told Blair. I've design told the website. I have 400 <laughs> designs of mm-hmm. shirts that have not seen the light of day because I yep. hate most of them because my brain <laughs> is the worst critic. Ever. But I design stuff nonstop. I think of stuff nonstop. I then have to generate social ideas. I have to print the shirts, design the shirts. To make the shirts is not trivial. I have to print a film. The film has to be a really high quality so that the shirts look good. Then I have to make a screen and then burn the screen and wash the screen and prep the screen and reburn the screen. <laughs> And then mix the, the ink. And yeah, you need a YouTube. You have to make a video. I know I you've talked about it, but you I, do. I, I, I made a YouTube channel. It doesn't have any videos yet. That's okay. Um, but just to get to the step of having shirts on a piece of wood, getting ready to put ink on them to print them is, I don't know, it's probably like 70 hours of work mm-hmm. per shirt just to get mm-hmm. to that place. And then I have to make them. And yesterday I was in my basement for like 11 hours like just doing everything. I get shirts, right? I have to order shirts. They come in. I have to fold them. I have to do inventory. I have to keep up with them. As I make more shirts, I have to update inventory and keep in mind what I need to replace. I have to do the budget for all that stuff. Then they get done. I have to put tags on them. I have to de-tag things. I have to refold them. I have to put them into the shop's inventory. Then I have to put them on social and tell you all about them. (laughs) So by the time you've all heard about them, I've got like weeks Weeks, into these yeah. things yeah um and, and he loves doing that. it yeah I love he loves it. like I loves love doing it. it this is like his true passion so I, it's I not really to say it. that he it's a chore it's just that it it's, requires time and effort and energy that there's not enough yeah. of people so, <laughs> to, to put a cap on all that superhuman speed <laughs> would be so appreciative right now mm-hmm. plus i would boston qualify i mean <laughs> Great. Now you can tie it in and tell the running things. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. So, yeah, you okay. have to slow it down, like dash yeah, from the Incredibles, yeah. you know, so you wouldn't I, make other people be too just sus- run, suspicious. Like, yeah, just run like a 223 without <laughs> right. sweating or something. Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. exactly. There yeah. you go. Okay, so now that I've, in typical Sean fashion, given you a 14-minute answer about no, a one-word No, no, that was good. That was yeah. good. Give, yeah, me, so- give me yours. I, on certain days of the week, I would like to be the flash as well. Just definitely being able to like get things done faster or get my humans from one place to another faster. Like I can appreciate the desire for superhuman speed. 100 percent. Yes. I also think it would be really fun to be able to fly. <laughs> oh, it'd be wonderful. Okay, no, so, no, 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 wait, 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 like, wait, 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 wait. That's fun too. I would like to fly. I'm All thinking right, again on. of Marvel and DC, but like of the superheroes. I need to put a pin in this. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. If you ahead. can fly, yeah. but you don't like heights. Oh, I, I mean, I just would fly Are we well. flying like seven <laughs> feet off the ground? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, everyone will see me coming. Right. I mean, you know. I would do the same. Okay. I think okay. that, I mean, I Wonder Woman's skill set is wonderful. I, I think that yeah. would be great. She's strong and she can lasso a cloud. I mean, that I sounds, it. and so she's flying, but not. Right. 
right. Superman flying. Right. The lasso. See, okay. I like I like this whole Wonder Woman concept <laughs> for you because then you could use the lasso of truth on your children. There's Ooh. just a lot of advantage. Okay, here. this yeah. is good. Okay, so I picked Wonder Woman. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Given that my oldest is in middle school, Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, Wonder Woman all day. So next intro, everyone. It's going to be welcome to Four Year One. We have the Flash and Wonder Woman today. You know what um, though? I, there's a Flash costume at our house. So. Ooh. <laughs> you probably don't have a Wonder. Wouldn't, no, 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 no. Mm, that would no. be fun. Maybe that'll be our Halloween. Ooh, oh, there's so many thoughts. We could dress oh. up for Halloween this year <laughs> and then run, and it would be great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you we know, make it to October. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I just have to make it to October first. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe, maybe. Um, Maybe you and I have to like plan something where we like could see each other in October. Oh, okay. And then um, we'd have costumes. Right. So <laughs> we'll have fun. to work on that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Put it on my calendar. Okay. Yeah. Sometime in October, we'll have to um, try and see if that can happen. Okay. Well, that was my question. So you have to bring the next question and okay. we'll continue to alternate. I almost went with a would you rather because I yes, appreciate those conversations yes, yes. too. Yep, and those yep. are really like hard hitting. Jaina <sighs> does those a lot. And I appreciate those because they really make me think. <laughs> okay, full stop. Whenever Jaina does would you rathers, uh-huh. would you depending rather on Wednesday. the category, mm-hmm. sometimes it makes me close my phone and walk away from everything I'm doing. <laughs> sometimes the would you rather, I'm like, no. The answer is no. I'm not I have pick neither. either. I'm no, no. And it, I literally have to close my, I'm like, I can't even, I can't I even look at the same one. I yeah. am not happy with this. I um, know. They're really make like thought provoking. So yeah. you could totally um, pivot and do a would you rather. So, so I, my follow-up question to your question, and we're not going to do this every time, everybody, we're not going to have two questions. Um, <laughs> but since we were talking about Girl Scout cookies, what yeah. is your Girl Scout cookie? Well, so I, I my, if I did not not eat gluten, yeah. it would be thin mints all day, every day. Yeah. I mean, to the point where I think I bought like, what is the brand that makes grasshoppers? Mm-hmm. It's the little elf uh, guy, uh, Elmer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, Todd, that's right? Wrong. Todd that's, loves the Keebler that's elves. That's no, It's no. Keebler. Thank yeah. you. I was like, yeah. Elmer's glue, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Todd and his yeah. EL fudge versus Oreo. See, okay, there was an E mm-hmm. in there somewhere. Yeah. You're so right. it is. It would definitely be thin mint mm-hmm. all day, every day. But mm-hmm. I have, in the years of becoming like gluten and dairy free, like crafted a most amazingly delicious chocolate chip cookie with, with sea salt on the top. So, mm, yes, and those are those are just really delicious right out of the oven when you can break yeah. it and it just yeah. chocolate melts everywhere. So I'm, yeah. I'm good for just a genuine chocolate mm-hmm. chip cookie. Again, sugar. <laughs> So, <laughs> What's your cookie then? Um, for okay, for a Girl Scout cookie. Yeah. I. We have a ton I, of new flavors, though. I think Ooh, I, there's a lemonade so, one. Yeah. Okay. I love their lemon cookies a lot. Okay. I'm a that's big a good lemon choice. fan. That I was a big hit last year. Mm-hmm. Um, my childhood. I've I've moved on this a little bit. I was a Thin Mint kid, mm-hmm. diehard Thin Mint kid, sure. so much that I probably like 
overly gorged to the oh, point so where like you've... my adult taste buds are like, we still like a Thin Mint. But not so um, much. <laughs> I, I would say they're in like, like my top three still. Mm-hmm. Tagalongs are a sneaky good one. The peanut butter I... with the crunch. I like I like a tagalong. Those are good. Yeah, you can't go wrong with peanut butter um, and chocolate. But the, the lemon cookies that they brought in recently mm-hmm. are, are super, I think those super are still here. Too. I think the French yeah. toast is the newest one from this year. But yeah, yeah it's... That one, it smells, I didn't eat it, but it smells like so mm-hmm. sweet. So I don't yeah. know if it's just like too sweet, but my kids, of course, yeah. love it. And then like an off the trail cookie. My mom makes this like really light, fluffy, um, like bread-ish cookie that's got okay. like orange zest in it. Ooh, that sounds fresh and, and light. Um, yeah. yeah, and then it's frosted. Like she mm. makes her own frosting that's got like orange in the frosting too. Okay, I have a question. Um, so remind me. It is, oh my God. I have her make those for me for like my birthday. I have her make them for me for, she makes them for Christmas and oh, they're, yeah, I love those cookies. But now mm. what's your, what's your question? Well, on I still like desperate to try her key lime pie in a mason jar um but there's a place so key lime pie is delicious i love that and there is a place near my mom's house in like the tampa clearwater area that makes key lime cookies so this is the challenge i'd like to propose or question to your mom because i think she could make something similar so the cookie it's like a sugar cookie Mm -hmm. but obviously has like key lime flavor in it Mm -hmm. and the frosting is like a plain frosting but it has like key lime in it and so i'm thinking like the base of that orange cookie magic could become key lime cookie magic i'm gonna i'm gonna float this to my mom and she's gonna be float that to mm -hmm. her and give that a a try because i can't find them anywhere and obviously getting them from where my mom lives is not always convenient right okay Okay. There you go. That was my question. Is okay. could orange cookie magic become? Yes. I really feel lime. like that's a pivot. That's I a, that's like a, a realistic happen. pivot. I yeah. feel like it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if anyone can oh. make it happen, it's your mom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dead honest. Yeah. My, yeah. my mom, so. like, I feel like my mom, if, if we lived in the UK, I would love mm-hmm. for my mom to go on the Great British Baking Show. I feel like she'd crush it. Like, I think she would too. She should go on a Food Network baking show anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think she would just destroy everybody. She and she's just like me. She's like she thinks that everything sucks. She's like, I made this pie and it's fine, and everyone will eat it. And be like Jesus, this is insane. And she's like, Yeah, yeah but yeah, this but part's I could do better. Not yeah. 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 That sounds right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder where I got all this stuff, all these traits of mine from. Mm, don't, I don't know. know. I have to figure that out someday. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so. Okay. Well, also, hopefully everybody has gotten their shoes on now. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, so, one little last thing for everybody. Um, there's been probably an add up by the time this episode is up. But uh, on top of pod classes, which Blair and I are going to continue to make some pod class fun for all of you wonderful folks. We are also doing another as if, you know, uh, hello, Sean, me talking about how I do too many things. Um, We've added a little extra layer to the podcast and it's going to be called The Reset. Um, It's going to star our wonderful friend from a podcast not so long ago, Sabrina. Yep. Um, And basically what it is, is um, this is going to be kind of a tag in, tag out, everybody. So it's Sabrina 
mostly talking about some mental health things, some psychological things in running. Yep. I am in the first episode. Blair and I will come and go. Uh, yes. One of us will yep. traditionally be there. Yes. Maybe both of us sometimes, but it is mostly a Sabrina discussion thing that we arrived at. Um, mental health is a big component of running. Yes. We're calling it the reset with the kind of idea that sometimes you need a reset. Sometimes mm -hmm. running gets a little bit awkward right. and you just need something to kind of shake you out of it. So we're going to put a, a couple of episodes together called It's For Your Run, The Reset. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be coming out pretty soon. So keep your eyes on that if you need it's a gonna little It's going to be really reset. amazing. Yeah. Like uh, Sabrina shared her ideas and topics with us and it's going to be a really awesome opportunity and just short snippets, right? They're not yeah. going to be yeah, as long. Yeah, this is like the first one was 40 minutes. Okay. So that's about where we're going to keep them. But it's really great because it gives, um, there's like a topic of discussion and then ways that you can kind of practice things like in your daily life. And it's yeah. just a really awesome opportunity to shine a light on mental health for all of us to address, not only in running, but in other aspects yep. of our life. So yep. I'm, I'm thankful that she brought this idea to you and you guys have been I able agree. to kind of jumpstart it. So it'll be really important for our whole yeah. community. So I'm excited. I'm yeah. very excited to hear the first one. Yeah. I have uh, gotten to mix it together and check it out. And uh, I'm really happy with everything that Sabrina brought to it. She's done mm -hmm. a ton of work to, to yes. you know, put yeah. this all together. Yeah. And uh, it's just a nice opportunity for runners to speak mm -hmm. on some topics and then flow that into how it impacts all of us in our running. So yeah, absolutely. With all that being said, everybody, who knows how long this intro has been? Doesn't matter. I hope. Ah. I, well, I, it, I want it to be the longest. Is it our PB? Is it our personal best? It might be. <laughs> it could very well be. I mean, I'm desperate for some PB somewhere. <laughs> you know it. It's true. Personal best in talking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or just peanut butter. Personal best in Ooh, peanut butter. That's a PB. I love peanut butter. <laughs> And then we were talking about jam. I love PBJs. They're like man. classic. I had a PB&J yesterday. Did it was, you? Oh, Didn't it, it feel good. great? It was like oh, a hug. Yeah, it's like a hug. <laughs> You're so right. Oh. All right, everybody. Well, now that Blair and I have basically covered right. a majority of the topics known to the human race, um, we're gonna we're gonna get you on to there's Andy. so many more. Um, yeah, there's a lot more, and we can get to all of them. Um, we hope you guys enjoy some time with Andy. He is awesome. He is and, awesome. Uh, yeah. We, I'm, you're probably as warm as you'll ever be. So let's get some miles in. <laughs> let's go for it. And uh, until next time, this has been the Forever Intro, everybody. <laughs> Enjoy. <You're welcome. laughs> well, my friend Andy, hello. Um, I'm going to lead off with this, Andy, by one saying that um, Autumn is sad that she's not present for this conversation as um, I know that you and autumn seemingly almost every other day, autumn laughs hysterically about something you say <laughs> or something you do. Um, and it's to the point now where I, she used to laugh and I'd know she's on IG and I used to go, what, what? And she'd say, Andy said X or Andy posted Y. <laughs> And anymore, I'm just like, what did Andy do? Not who are you laughing oh, at? That's so, funny. Yes. That's awesome. She, that's that's very sweet. Yeah, she cracks me up. I was telling her like maybe a week or so ago, 
the way that she uh, deals with those bots that drop the DM for collab comments mm-hmm. or, uh, or the guys that will just try to like DM inappropriate things and she puts them on blast. It's just so great to see how she navigates that and uh, calls people out. She makes me laugh all the time with that stuff. It's important to do that. I feel like if they're going to put themselves out in that way, they should just have the spotlight put on them as well. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. I 100% agree. I fully agree with it. And I, I actually feel bad for the, I, I, there's no room. <laughs> there's absolutely no room for those people to do that. But what, oh man, I'm, whenever she, she, she has like a visceral reaction to them sometimes. And I'm like, <laughs> They didn't even know what they got themselves into right now. Like Autumn's no. like yeah. cannon hey. fire. Yeah. So yeah. they're going to learn today. That's right. They are. Yes. They're going to put a quick check mark next to her on the list. <laughs> Do not reach out again. Absolutely. This one. Yeah. 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 It's not often that the spammers are blocking the person they're spamming, but I Correct. feel like Autumn might. No, that's Autumn a goal that everyone her. should be achieving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, she does a pretty fantastic job at that. Um, so we certainly have a lot of running things to get into today. I want to start with something that I think, Andy, you and I and Autumn, I'm, I feel like a lot of my questions or comments today are going to be amended with and Autumn and Autumn and Autumn. <laughs> we should have um, just had her come in. <laughs> we should have. But um there's, you know, we say the words tis the season for Christmas for, you know, that holiday season, but tis the season for all things Cadbury and oh, you, my friend have been, um, you've been in on the regular cream eggs this morning. You went in on one of the Oreo ones. I saw that. I love all of them. Um, and admittedly we love the caramel eggs too. But where we oh, yeah. live, it seems like I, I told Autumn the other day, I think that Cadbury only makes like five million, which is plenty. But I feel like they make a set number of caramel <laughs> eggs. It's well, never based enough, on, Andy. It's never enough. Based on my story, no, because they put them out in like February. And by the middle of March, you can't find a caramel egg to save your life. And then like the last two weeks leading up to Easter, I can't find caramel eggs anywhere. But um, so we have like every time you've posted your, um, you know, Cadbury getting ready to go out, we're here for it. So one, we're, we're feeling all the vibes, but break down your Cadbury um, hierarchy, if you will. Where's the <laughs> Oreo live in this? Where's the regular original at? What's your what's your rank? Yeah. I will say Easter candy is like my love language. It is the best <laughs> of all of the holiday candies. Um, and I think probably most other people think the majority of it is gross. Like I will binge eat peeps like no other. Most mm. people just want to throw peeps yeah. in the trash. No. Give them to me, please. Like don't be sacrilegious and waste them. Just send them <laughs> to me and I will destroy them properly. Uh, in my them, stomach. Giving them the final burial that they deserve. Right. Um, yeah, like I was telling somebody earlier today, like Cadbury is still, like that's the one that you put a ring on, right? Yeah. Like Cadbury is the wife material. Um, <laughs> Oreo is certainly the mistress right now. Uh, the Reese's eggs are really good. Yeah. I like their uh, eggs. Yeah. Um, 
but I feel like sometimes you can get a little too much peanut butter. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, I really, I just enjoy all of it so much. And those little, just the um, candy coated chocolate Cadbury eggs that come in the bag. Those, I have to stay away from those. Those are autumn. The whole yeah. <laughs> if, if um, they haven't hit our stores yet, but when those start hitting, like I'll bring them, that's autumn. Like that's where she lives. If, if I can get some of those, <laughs> it's game on. Um, and so Mike, now here's, we're going to get a little deep for a second. Are you a peeps right out of the plastic person? And then there's two other iterations. There's the people who open the peeps so that they harden up a little bit. And then there's the people who freeze, they freeze their peeps. So oh, Blair's like covering her face. You can't I don't listen. understand. Everybody, we put we a have, marshmallow in the freezer. We have visual Blair. Visual Blair is back this week. I don't uh, get it. Help no. me understand why I want to break my tooth. <laughs> yeah, I just cut right into the plastic and use it as yeah. a little plate and eat them right from there. I don't have time to let things harden or get stale. Yeah. Let's just yeah. eat it right out of the What's packaging. the freezer situation? I need an explanation for that, that. one. Um, so my mom and I, we do like a fresh peep. We'll, I mean, uh-huh. let's get that straight away, but we don't hate like a three or four day, remove peep. it's gotten a little bit harder yeah my uh-huh. mom that's like my mom and i's like little thing that we have between each other okay someone okay. dropped the frozen peep on us last year and we my mom and i both frozen. looked at each other very confused like why mm. why would you freeze <laughs> them so you're not wrong blair but okay i mean like i'm all for a frozen thin mint and i'm for like frozen yeah, Reese's yeah. cups yeah but like you lost me at cold yes, hard yes. marshmallow no yeah yeah I feel like both of you should do some like reconnaissance work and let us know. Could you report back on freezer peep? Yeah. Maybe there could be like version. (laughs) Yes. If you could just do some research, like version one, two, and three, Mm -hmm. and then again, rank them. Give me some feedback, like a review, a foodie review. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Uh, We'll have like a control, like just a regular store-bought marshmallow and we'll see how it stacks up. I like that. Yeah. That sounds great. I, I will tell you, using a peep as a substitute in s'mores doesn't go well. The, oh, really? The outer, the outer sugar coating, more so like um, huh. creme brulee, like hard sugar shell. Yes. Like, it just like blackens and it Gross. doesn't go well. Um, <laughs> oh, well that sounds terrible. I'll tell you, uh, speaking of peeps uh, and Oreos, like the greatest iteration of Oreo came out about, uh, I guess it's been two or three years ago. They did a limited run of peep Oreos and they were so delicious. Like target put those things on clearance sale the day after Easter (laughs) for like a dollar 50 box. And I grabbed everything that they had left and it lasted me probably like three or four months. And then I would see them uh, the next year. I was looking for them again. I thought for sure, like, these yeah. had to have been a bestseller. Like they've got to come back out. They were nowhere to be found. And I did the Google search and they came up on Amazon and people were scalping these Oreo peeps for like <laughs> $15, $20 a box. And there's a, I didn't know there was like a whole black market for Oreos uh, that have left the shelf proper. And if you want them, you got to 
to pay third party price. That's crazy. If we've learned nothing else from this episode, it's that the first 10 minutes, we're going to have Kaylee's attention. Very, very firmly have Kaylee's attention. I think she's probably going to be very interested in an Oreo version of a Cadbury egg. I mean, that sounds magical. Can we make that happen? Oh, God. Like, are the Cadbury people listening? I have so many thoughts on that. Would right? So they do like the fudge dipped. Would it be Cadbury chocolate dipped? And then like this inside was, oh, gosh. There's a lot of ideas. Yeah. The inside, yeah. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of ways that Oreo can I mean, like maximize this partnership. <laughs> and, and if nothing else, I've learned that Cadbury should possibly hire the three of us to just generate new ideas for how they yes. make. Things. I mean, I'm all for switching we'll over to a thing. career in chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I would be very interested in that. There is a Easter candy that I've yet to try that I've heard like rumors is amazing. Is like Tootsie Roll eggs. Have you seen or heard of these magic things? So apparently they're individually wrapped, which are even better because you can just pop them repeatedly like popcorn, but they have like a, (laughs) right. I mean, isn't that how everyone eats? Wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just one kernel at a time. It's like a whole. (laughs) It's a dump truck. You just shovel, you shovel all Um, the popcorn in your face. Yes. I mean, that's it. It's like, I must eat all the popcorn kernels at one time should something happened. I can't finish the bag I'm eating, but they're supposed to have like a, like hard, like candy shell, similar to like an M&M candy shell, but the inside is like soft, like chewy Tootsie roll. Wow. You could look out for those in your store. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes. But I've heard they're magical as well. Okay. I just blew my mind. about like how long it takes me to get through a Tootsie Roll, because that will stay with you for a while. Like, you can enjoy a Tootsie Roll mm-hmm. for No, these are apparently the... Yeah, apparently the Tootsie Roll inside is, like, softer and chewier than, like, typical Tootsie Roll. And I guess, like, the combination with the hard candy outing is just kind of... Oh. I've also <laughs> got to tell you, I... If you... Um, so whenever my current boss started his role as my current boss, the way that he was trying to win everybody over was he would buy the um, like grocery store box version of the Tootsie Pops mm. and he would just have them like out in like the middle of the office and mm-hmm. just the uh, like the option to have like an afternoon Tootsie Pop was like a real game changer for my life. <laughs> Boost morale. The thing, yeah, the thing you've been missing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. All right, I, well, I could talk about candy. All I was day, about to say, if we, definitely if my we love keep language. this moving, we're going to mm-hmm. have to reframe this entire one for like mm-hmm. for your candy instead of. Yeah, flavor. no, I mean, I'm for candy at all times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's the way you celebrate life's moments, you know, bad day candy, yeah. fantastic day candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In between day. Candy. candy. I mean, I just, that's how, I mean, when I'm having a rough time, I'm like, I deserve a bag of treats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. I could, I could talk about sugar and baked goods and yeah. all the things. <laughs> well, okay. So I, I think a healthy pivot for all three of us out mm-hmm. of this place and a dabble into our running world, but also a dabble into <laughs> what I feel like the three of us all live in, which is Andy, I know, and Blair, I know you both love good quality jams. Um, (laughs) And we don't mean the jams that go with peanut butter. We mean tunes, everybody. No, Um, no, no. (laughs) So like, okay, I, 
I, this was a question I was going to do um, for another time and like maybe intro world for Blair and I, but we have oh. you Andy today and you also love good, good tunes. So like I was thinking about this earlier today, what was like, and I think I already know your answer, Andy, but I'll ask you anyways, what's the band that like got you hooked in high school that you like <laughs> are still like your ride or die? What's your like high school band oh, ride geez. or die? Like where, which one? Mm. And, and if you have more than one, I don't think, I think it's okay. But like, what do you yeah. got? Uh, I feel like I may be a little older than you. So my, that answer that I, I think you're anticipating didn't come until oh, it's undergrad. A pivot. It's a pivot. Uh, okay. Yeah. I would say probably Counting Crows was like my, mm, my high school band. Um, August and everything after like that album was so great. And then when they did um, Recovering the Satellites, their follow, follow up, it was just like they got better. Mm -hmm. I think maybe they fell off a little bit when the third <laughs> one came out. Um, but yeah, when when uh, when I got into undergrad and I found Dashboard Confessional, mm -hmm. like that was mm -hmm. it for me. And I know mm -hmm. people will probably make fun of me for that because it's like uh, you know hardcore emo and so good. Um, so good. You know, I, I will just throw this out there as well. I also love boy bands. Like NSYNC was my first big stadium tour, and I say that proudly. It was the greatest show I've it ever was. seen. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're so right. Yeah. It was so good. And, and the, the one after that was Justified and Stripped, and I saw Justin do his first solo mm -hmm. tour with Christina Aguilera, and that was <laughs> also amazing. But um, just as far as like lyrics go, uh, Chris Caraba from Dashboard is. Uh, yeah, amazing. I love how he can just kind of showcase um, this range of emotion in two and a half or three minutes. And so excited that they've got new music coming out and mm -hmm. uh, hopefully are going to be touring. Autumn and I like jumped up and down nearly in our living room whenever you shared a new <laughs> dashboard because like and I think we can all relate to this. And Blair, I'm going to have you answer it a million percent. But like when. <sighs> Sp the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, when that came out and they put Dashboard put Vindicated as one of the songs to that movie. OK, that's a great movie, but that song is that movie. If, when I hear right. Vindicated, it is that movie more mm -hmm. so than when I see that movie. Like that song makes that movie for me more than like that movie helps that song. When I hear Vindicated, I'm transported back to like early high school, Sean, whenever I was like all in and I'm like, that's it. That's where I was. And so um, Blair, what I'm going to let you answer and then I'm going to go on mine. But I, I, for, for everyone too, I have to follow up with the Blair, uh, Blair, this is going to become a thing, but what? Blair erupted <laughs> and danced with raw joy when Andy well, had I'm heard sorry, of the boy dance. I loved I it clearly like my band or whatever is boy bands. Like that was like the thing all, and it was all the boy bands, you know, it wasn't just, I mean, NSYNC's my favorite, yes. but you know, right. there was the backstreet boys. And then um, there were just so many groups out of like Orlando and they only had like one hit wonders, but they all had a turn. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No. And I just, my first concert was NSYNC and I went with a bunch of girlfriends in high school and we um, got like a really like awesome box section. And it was just literally the best moment 
like core memory made. Like mm-hmm. it was amazing. Mm-hmm. So when you said it in sync, I was like, yes! <laughs> yeah, so great. You know, the best part about that show for me was that I was, it was at the, um, it was at the old like uh, amphitheater where the Falcons played in Atlanta, the Georgia Dome, I think was mm-hmm. the name of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was packed. And like, other than maybe the occasional dad who had brought his daughter and a team <laughs> of, of like us. her friends to the show. <laughs> that was who I, I went was with. <laughs> one of the, yeah, I was like the only guy there and never had to wait in line for the bathroom. No, it was wonderful. All night. <laughs> it was, I mean, really, I just am very excited how much you appreciate boy bands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. The greatest travesty is like not getting to see one direction before they broke up. <laughs> oh, true. So true. Mm-hmm. I didn't either. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I'm good for all, all of them. I think, what was it? L. F.O. Is that one too? Yeah. 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 That was a good one. There were lots. There were a whole lot. So it was a great era (laughs) in high school. I have have two older sisters. So my oldest sister wasn't really boy. She kind of was right before boy bands got really big, but my middle sister was all in on the boy bands. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. um, through force of nature was I acclimated to the boy bands. I do love a good boy band though. So I will support you, Andy, in the sense that boy bands are awesome. (laughs) And I have, I have loved me some Justin Timberlake ever since Um, I, I love him to death. Um, So mine, I was, I was thinking about this while I was thinking of the question. And so when I was just like, there's been a band. I love them. And I, my body has always been like, ah, I guess they're not your band. And then they bring me back and then I go, Oh, maybe they're not your band. And then yeah. they bring me back and they always hit me in life events. So I've, I'm like, they're my band. Yeah. There's no way they're not my band. And it's blink 182. Oh, great choice. Awesome. Okay. choice. Yes. <laughs> whenever, choice. whenever I got my license is when enema of the state came out. And so the first CD I ever had in the CDs that skip and you have to wait for the car to get over the bump. And right. So I had that CD in my first car. And then as they got to their next album, things in my life are happening in terms of senior year of high school, another album comes out. I'm in, I'm in college. And then I kind of drifted away from them for a little bit. And I thought, Oh, maybe they're not my band, but then here's some cool things that come. So Autumn and I get engaged and the year that we're going to get married, they come out with a new album, one of their newer, more recent albums. And they had a song on it called Kings of the Weekend. Oh, I'm my last name is King. Yep. And so the whole weekend that we (laughs) were like running around getting married, we were playing Kings of the Weekend the whole weekend. Yeah. And then when I was training for my first marathon, they came out with their next album. And the first song on that was called First Time. So everything just hits in this really weird way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love tons of bands, but like every time something, I feel like something big pillar monumental is happening in my life. Blink 182 drops an album. So maybe I need to just be monitoring if they're in the studio right now and be like (laughs) something big in my life is apparently about to happen. Um, But yeah. So now knowing all these things, in running, do the do these bands come with you on your miles, or are there other bands that are important to you in your running? Oh man, that's a great question. No, I don't. Dashboard is so hard to run to. Yeah. I feel like yes. That's not yes. Good. 
simple material. Um, yeah. Unless you just want to cry for five miles. And which is right, sometimes yeah. appropriate. Sometimes it's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sometimes you need that on a long run. Um, no, my, my running playlist is like somebody just went into a Sam Goody and it had a tornado run through it. Just spit out a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, yeah, just 50 set and panic at the disco and mm-hmm. all kind of crazy things. Honestly, like I think there may be some like Neil Diamond, Sweet Caroline on mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. doesn't like that song. Def yeah. Leppard. Um, I have Def Leppard and Journey yeah. and right. I'm like trying to think I have a bunch of mixes of all sorts of stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> depending on what yeah. the run calls for. <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, hit the hit the random button on the playlist, and it just gives me whatever I need that day. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like magic. It just yeah. knows. <clears throat> so, like another, and right, I mean, music is so amazing, and I'm so happy that like that's a thing that seems to drive our lives in so many ways. But like, I still have my Chicago playlist, and I'll I'll probably never edit it because I mm-hmm. built a playlist that yeah. was like tied to all the things that. I was running four and kind of helped me in training that year and through the Chicago marathon that year and post, you know, through COVID it's changed a little bit. Not as many people have been out, but the course is so loud because it's two or three people deep the whole course, or there's random rock bands on the side of the road. And I had my uh, aftershocks on for the whole run, but most of the run, I didn't really hear my music. Everything else was going on, but I got out into like mile 16 and there was nothing. And that's the only time in that entire race that I could hear my headphones. And it was a song that made me think of my grandfather, which was who I was running the race for. I had two songs on that entire playlist of five and a half hours of music. And one of them played whenever I needed to hear it. And that was a super cool, like I, it was right at a point in the race where I was like, oh, it's slow and there's no one around. And that can be a death sentence in a marathon when you get to think about yourself for the first time and go, oh, crap, I'm thinking about myself and I'm just realizing I'm at 16. And then I got that song and like I was like, oh, everything's going to be fine. It's a beautiful day. And I moved on with my day. Um, but yeah, I, I love I'm a hodgepodge too, Andy, like I've got. And Blair knows I've got like Celine Dion in there. Mm-hmm, I've got mm-hmm. Whitney in there. Mm-hmm. Then I've got country music stuff in there. I've got old nitty gritty dirt band stuff in there. Like eighties, oh, yeah. like I've, I've got the gamut, but yeah, I, I tend to jump all over the place too, when it comes to running with music, but yeah, we love music. What can we say? Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, <laughs> so life-giving. I, I do have to say, I really, um, I think that you're, I mean, especially with everything I have had to say about, you know, everything that you post that Autumn loves and laughs at, but you are a wonderful dose of reality and positivity and goodness all at the same time. And you tend to keep that stuff. Well, you are my friend. And I, it's, it's definitely something there. I would say there are a handful of people on IG that, can pretty much always give me good vibes, even when they're bad vibes. Like even when it's a bad vibe, you still, you still find the good in it. Yeah. And, and that's what I love. I, and I aspire to that. And I know, I think a lot of us do. Yes. Um, but so talk to us about like your start in running and how we've gotten to, you know, where we are, like, how did you pick this up and, and how did it take off? 
Yeah, I, I would say <laughs> probably when it really kicked in, it was just due to peer pressure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, w- I went on a, a family vacation in May of 2019. And when I came back, uh, one of my coworkers said, hey, while you were gone, a bunch of us decided that we're going to run this uh, marathon in November. And if we start this week, like today, because it's Monday, <laughs> we start right now, we will have the full 24 weeks to train for this thing. Like, are you going to do it? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to be the one to not <laughs> I don't be that guy. <laughs> Go ahead and sign me up, I guess. So, um, it, what's funny about that is there were only two of us by the end that actually did the full. Oh no! Uh, everybody else could have dropped off, but oh, no. um, that that was probably where uh, my my real running journey started. Like I had probably done some. 5Ks and uh, like mud runs and obstacle courses and things like that when I was in my early 30s. And uh, I had a really nasty finish at a Spartan race when I was 34. And I was like, no, maybe I should just probably take my foot off the gas uh, with these things for a while while and um, reassess what I do for fun. Um, But uh, but yeah, when training for that Savannah rock and roll marathon, um, in 2019 was, was where I really found the passion for running. And I don't, don't think it was like love at first sight or love at first run by uh-huh. any means. It, it took a while. Like, uh, I could not run, uh, one mile, uh, without stopping when I started that 24 week program. Um, it wasn't until you get to that that 10 mile long run where things just kind of clicked. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is something different. And I really like these long distances and just that time to be away from everything else in your life um, Mm -hmm. and have truly some you time, which Mm -hmm. can be really scary depending on what's going on in your head that week. Uh Um, But some time to really kind of look inward or look outward or just put on your, music and not look anywhere except 10 feet in front of your feet um make sure that you're not tripping over anything that that was really where i fell in love with it um so yeah uh i think maybe the reason that i've pushed myself is um just from what i've overcome in my past i had a pretty traumatic time health-wise through my early teens into my early 20s Um, and so that really kind of kept coming up in the forefront of my mind when I was doing that first marathon training cycle, like just look at all of the hard things that you've already been through. This is just, this is just covering mileage. Like you can do that, um, which is a really tricky thing to kind of get into when you're thinking about it. But, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. I feel like 100%. I'm starting to ramble. No, that was great. No, no, this is the this is the space for rambling, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know that about it, but we we do real rambling really well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great! I will ramble all day. Then you're in the right space. You have found your people. Welcome. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Welcome to the drive. <laughs> yes. Um. So. You literally kind of answered my question, which I kind of assumed was going to be the thing. But so everyone decides to sign up for this marathon. They peer pressure you into it. Then you're one of the few people that do it. (laughs) And then I assume that like 
what is like through all of that, what is the feeling as like, I, I feel like I'm kind of imposing a little bit of myself into this question of like, when I was training for my marathon, I wanted to go into work every day and be like, please ask me about my run today because I don't know where else to take this. Um, and how, like, as you start to become like, you're like kind of, you know, assumably the last person to jump on the bandwagon. And then like, you're the person climbing the mountain. Like, uh, how does that all feel as it's happening? Uh, I think I was really lucky that the one who ran the full with me uh, was my best friend, Ian. Mm -hmm. So we would just get to talk to each other on, on Monday about what we did over the weekend oh. or what kind of crazy long so, runs we did. Or, so envious uh, of you like and Ian. Hurting. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, I, I think I pulled this on Sunday and it feels like this, but I kind of like it. And I'm looking forward to like figuring out how to rehab that. Mm -hmm. um, and he has gone on to do uh, some crazier things. Like he, he really threw himself into trail running and signed mm. up for Candace Burt's Tahoe 200, which unfortunately got thwarted by COVID. Um, yeah. So he has, he has really gone into like the ultra space and I'm still hanging out in just the halves and the fulls, but uh, it's, it's really great to have somebody that you know you can talk with and they're excited to hear it. And then you're going to get to hear their stuff versus like when my mom asks me how my day is when we talk every other day or something and mm -hmm. I tell her and she'll say, Oh, that's really great. I'm glad that you have found something you love, but I'm really worried about like this activity for mm -hmm. you. Like, I don't want you to push yourself too hard. And I'm like, yeah. mom, from 42, like I got this. Okay, my <laughs> aren't gonna give out. Like, we're good. Um, also know my body. So, be all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah it's, it's nice to have that. I want to, I want to give you a little bit of that. Um, so I've joked a lot of times that like as runners, once we've run a half, we all have that goofy 10%, 20%, 70%, depending on where we are, where our brains like, well, I know that I could still run a half. So everything's fine. Like we, <laughs> we just like put the half into like That's a trash can kind of, of like, well, I mean, I still could do that, but you said something that I love and I'm guilty of it. I know a lot of other people that are guilty of it of like, you literally were like, yeah, my buddy's running ultras and I'm just doing the half and the full thing. <laughs> Like, dude, so true. you're yeah. still, you're still yeah. running there. Yeah. We always you put know? just in front of it. I you love know? it. Like, I love how far it. did you go today? Just six, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> just six miles. Yeah. <laughs> just, just 10. I, just, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. That's I do this to Autumn all the time. A tricky too. compare thing where like mm. you, you don't want to compare it's so hard. Like you don't want to compare yourself to other runners, but I do all mm -hmm. day, every day. And it's yeah. like. Oh man, they're doing like 50 milers and hundred milers. And I'm just, uh, right. struggling along still <laughs> slowly running my eight mile long run. <laughs> no, I, we're all guilty of it. It's hard not to, I'm also guilty of comparing my current self to like past self mm -hmm. and like what I was accomplishing. Yeah. Like it was lovely this morning. I got, you know, those like time hop things that like remind you of things you've accomplished. And it was like six years ago, you ran, a, you know, 10 K at this pace. And I was like, go six year old me. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
current me wouldn't be able to do that, but good job me from six years ago. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's still even, it's hard even then too, I think, to not compare yourself to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, Autumn's been training her, her butt off recently. And I, sure I, has. I catch her every now and then. Cause I haven't <laughs> um, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> but the other day I was like, well, what'd you, what'd you do this morning? She's like, you know, just six. It's like, yeah, that's six more than 95% of the country. So like, and you know, like I remember when she just started running and I think a lot of us are guilty of this too. Now you're in a bit of a, a rarefied air more so than even me, Andy, in the sense that like you had been doing a little bit of running, but marathon was kind of like, let's step right into the furnace. But like when autumn started running, she's like, well, yeah, I, I guess I'll run until I can do like a 5k, but there's no way there's no way I'm doing more than a 5k. I can tell you that. <laughs> and in the back of my head, I'm like, mm -hmm. you're going to tell me more. more <laughs> Um, and then yeah. she, she starts running fours and fives and she's like, okay, but I'll just get to a 10 K there's like, why would I want to run a half? And then before you know it, we're running halves. Um, I can't wait for her to hear your impression of her voice. She's going to love it. She's, she's going to love it. Whenever I have like a bruise, we're all going to know why. Um, no. <laughs> um, but I really, I really did love that, that, um, it's, it's very cool. I, I have friends too, that have like really ascended into the bigger distances. Um, and one thing that I do, Andy, sometimes is I pop open my, um, like Garmin will tell you like where you're at in terms of the stats that they record. And even when yeah. I'm having what feels like a slow week, which my slow weeks now are genuinely way slower than what I thought my slow weeks were, but like, if I'm doing like 20 mile weeks, Garmin will be like, you're in the top 89% of Garmin activity tracking. And I'm like, that's nice. Thank what? you, Garmin. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's not, no, that's not real. Um, as much as Garmin loves to tell us that we're all unproductive and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. they have that other chart in the background somewhere that's like, but you're still wonderful. And like, <laughs> um, uh. but oh, um, so you run your first full and when that's over, I, I, I know that you were loving running, but as you, as you finish that, are you the person that had the couple of days of like, ah, that was fun. Don't think I'll do that again. Or were you the person that was like, oh no, this is this is fully the person that I am and this is the runner I'm going to be. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, getting into that, that week where I ran the 10 mile, that first double digit long run, I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is where my identity is for who I am at this time of my life. And this is the thing that's for me. And I want to continue doing this. And I had learned about um, people like Amy Haas, who was running, what like a half marathon in all 50 states and i thought oh that sounds like a cool thing to maybe yeah explore and then you find out about these other challenges like the six star world major challenge mm -hmm. or um just doing 
dopey or like the yeah. flying pig in Cincinnati. And, and so I had already scheduled races behind that full marathon <laughs> because I had heard about marathon blues and yeah. I just did not want any part of that. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of did everything in, in reverse. Like you said, I, I did my first full to kind of kick things off. And then I thought, you know, maybe I should go back and, and do the half as like an official half race, even though yeah. I've covered that distance like 14 times during this training plan. Yeah. I didn't get a medal for it, so it doesn't count somehow. So <laughs> also to, another runner thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to pay to do just 13.1 and get a medal for it. So I had done that like three weeks after um, Savannah, and that was here in my hometown. Well, not hometown, but where we live here in Augusta. And that one was really special because my um, the, the race routes ran right next to where my wife works. And she was working that morning, but she got to come out and like cheer for me as I ran by. And then my parents who are not in stellar health, but can still yeah. get around, have a little bit of mobility. Like they had come to the finish line and brought my son Aww. who was three at the time. And I got to put him on my shoulders and like run across the finish line with him. Um, so that I think in a lot of ways is, I don't want to say it was more meaningful than the full because that will always have a special place in my heart as being like that first big race. But that was, uh, that was really something pretty special just to be able to share that one with the people that I love that weren't mm-hmm. there, didn't have the opportunity to be there for the, for the full. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's definitely a, a moment to, they can be equally as important for different reasons, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I was not prepared for the emotion at the end of that full marathon. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. you're so tired and you just don't really know what's going on. And something happened right. when I crossed that finish line and they handed me that medal and put it around my neck. I just started bawling and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what is happening right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and my buddy Ian, who had run that race with me, he finished like an hour before me and it had time to go, go back to his hotel and like clean up. And he had come back with his kids and, uh, was there at the finish line to take pictures of me crossing. And it was just, um, that was really cool to, to kind of have that moment. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's really special. What a great friend. Yeah. That's amazing. So, okay. With, <clears throat> with marathon training, I certainly live in this, like I didn't fully know what I was doing. Um, and I have mentioned a lot recently that I feel like now, like the two years following that marathon, I've just been like playing whack-a-mole with all the things I got hurt doing that marathon training. And so I know that you seem like you kind of keep up on this stuff pretty well, but what, like, what has transitioned for you from first marathon training now into more normal running life? Like what things have you found that you need to keep up with? I I would imagine that you were a lot better than I was about realizing there's more to running than the running. You're shaking your head. No, he says no, no. Oh man. Um, I think, you know, 20, so 2020, like, of course was just, non-existent as far as running other than virtual races. Um, 2021, we kind of made the return to in-life race. And I learned last year to develop a respect for distances because I fell into that trap of like, hey, 
you've done this before. I mean, it's probably not going to feel as good as it did the first time because you haven't trained nearly the way that you need to, but you can still cover uh-huh. this 26.2 miles. That is such a ridiculous <laughs> thought to have. Um, like don't ever have that thought with a race. So, um, yeah, I think just for, for this year, after, after seeing how badly things went for 2021 and how every race I've done since then, it's kind of seemed to take a little bit of a backward slide. I'm still chasing a PR, um, on, on race distances. It's really been kind of about just starting over from scratch and trying to rebuild. It's like, okay, now you, you've done this for a couple of years. I think you know a little bit more and have a little bit more respect for the things that need to be put into place. It's not just the running. We need to make sure that we're eating the way that we need to eat, which should probably exclude Cadbury <laughs> eggs before a run. Um, and you need to make sure that you're drinking enough water every day and you should really stretch even though you hate it. Um, and so it's just all of those things trying to, trying to, put together like a cohesive plan and, and now it's like getting into the weight training and, and making sure that things are strong and um, flexible and it's just so much it feels like a like a full-time job but yeah certainly the one that I love the most <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely well I I find myself feeling a little bit better in this exact moment I feel like you were just describing my last three years of running, Andy. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. that checks out. Okay, yep, and all that. Uh-huh, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I have definitely stepped into this year feeling like this is the year that I'm like not going to just be the like tie your shoes and go out, mm-hmm. come back, take off your shoes jump on the couch and pat yourself on the back for the miles you ran. That is not Blair. You, you say it and you say it so wonderfully. We're maturing. Yes. We're maturing. Yes. Well, and I feel like we all had to go through that journey. Like you, you know, we've all been there. We've all done the things we shouldn't do. I, my, my guilty was to run every run as fast as possible. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I knew I only had X amount of time. And so this was supposed to be my easy run, you know, but I was like, well, I got to get it done fast. And so that ended up with like a couple of years ago with like really bad plantar fasciitis. So like we've all, I think, had to go through these like learning moments, right? It's like you win or you learn, you don't lose, you learn. So we're just like learning that. as we're maturing what, what the real focus is, right? I think the thing I've learned a lot this year from everyone is like, it doesn't always have to be done in one large chunk, you know, like if I only have 30 minutes in my day, then in 15 minutes of, you know, legs and then 15 minutes of stretching, it can be split up in whatever way. But I think I've learned that. And I'm just really also working on grace, just a lot of grace for myself, Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything that we're all kind of navigating. Yeah. This season since 2020 has just been difficult for a lot of people. So Mm -hmm. I think it's okay that, we went through those moments to learn like what makes us better runners now than what we were before. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, and so wonderful segue, my friend Blair. Um, <laughs> so 
let's talk then about, so you're speaking to a lot of things in running Andy that like you've learned along the way and you're kind of, you know, as we're air quoting maturing, we're all maturing. Maturing. Um, we don't use the O word. Mm-hmm. We are not getting no, older. No, We are no. maturing. Becoming more like, seasoned. That's right. Even better. Seasoning. Yeah. See, um, <laughs> you know, um, how, cause I, I can speak to this a whole lot too. In what ways has running bled into the rest of your life? What things do you find? Are there moments in your work day or or general life now where you're like, oh, running has made me different in this way. And I would have not done this thing the same way. Do you have any of those moments? Yeah, I think it's taught me to be uh, a lot more confident in myself and, and just the way that I go through my day and the way that I look at um, obstacles uh, or challenges, you know, rather than thinking like, oh, God, the world's going to end because this thing has cropped up that I don't know how to do. And now it's like, okay, well, here's a problem. How can I, how can I solve it? Like, how do I get to figure out how to, how to fix this thing, um, which is kind of, what you do in running, right? When you mm-hmm. get an injury and you're trying to maybe back off the brakes a little bit and then come back stronger. So it's, it's definitely taught me to be more confident um, in, in what I do just day to day for sure. Yeah. I like that. That's a great perspective. Yeah. It's, it's really that like, it's just so much like allowing yourself. Grace was a great word too, that you used a couple minutes ago, Blair, but like, the patience mm-hmm. of just being like, whether it's life or running, like, mm-hmm. okay, what's realistic today? Yeah. Um, and Blair, you spoke that uh, you, you're speaking to that really well too, of like, you used to be like, well, I have 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. So if I want to run four and a half miles, I'm mm-hmm. going to be running an 850 pace because yep, I'm going to get my miles yep. done. That's right. I did that um, <laughs> every day, every day, every day, every single day. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's definitely a lot more of, I used to, you know, everything was full gas pedal all the time. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. the first year of running for me was the same way, Blair. It was like, yep. uh, everything is a 915 pace and mm-hmm. yep. And, and it, I think it, you know, I'm not going to put my weight onto other people, but I think I had other people who were like thinking about running mm-hmm. and they'd be like, well, so what's my easy pace supposed to be? And I'd be like, whatever you feel like it should be. And they'd be like, well, what's yours? And I'd be like, cause I was doing the same thing for everything. But like, oh no, mm-hmm. like nine 15, nine 30. And they're like, I'm dying if I'm and, and they weren't runners ever. Like, right. They're stepping into it thinking that like, I need to be shot out of a cannon to go. Yeah. And only now am I being more like, dude, your easy pace is probably like an 1130. And yes, you're going to possibly feel like you are being passed by somebody on an escalator. Like Mm -hmm. I get it, but you have to give yourself that. And I have this really funny internal story, Andy, like one of the first times that I ever went out to do an actual easy run. And that's not easy for me, Blair. I know that you get it too. I was like, this is going to be hard. Like I need to run a 10 45 and there's, 
I don't, I've never gotten to meet this person or talk to this person, but there's this girl that I usually, when I was working, I would pass her almost every day. Like we would overlap either. I'd be out at lunch running and I'd see her. Or we'd both be out after work and I, we'd run past each other. And I was doing my, like one of my first five or six ever easy runs. And it was like a Wednesday night and she goes past me at probably like a seven forty five, And I was like, done with my easy run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to catch her right it's time now. To play catch. <laughs> um, and like the last two and a half miles of my run were like 715, which was an excruciating pace for me. I got done. My lungs were burning. My hamstrings were furious. I caught her. I passed her. Yeah. I was so happy. And then like, I paid for it brutally for like mm-hmm. a week, but yeah. Um, yeah, that patience game, I think, is for me at least become like, I mean, so today I woke up and I'm getting Blair, I'm having a conversation with you after this because my plantar is still is it being annoying okay. enough. Um, but I, I got up today and Autumn had a run planned, and I was like, I think maybe I'll run today, but um I had some other stuff to do and I, not today, the the shoes on the other foot, I'm talking to two people who live in the Southern States today. So I can't complain about (laughs) snow and all this stuff and have both of you understand. You sure can, we'll listen. (laughs) It wasn't supposed to snow like at all here. And we ended up getting like eight inches of snow. So I had to shovel my driveway again this morning. So after I got done with that, I was like, that, that's, that's my quote unquote run for today. It works. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, it's accepting that, you know, that's what that that's what my day is and mm-hmm. being okay with that. But um yeah, I you know, I, I really gotta say, like running I I I almost wish that like everyone I know could just get into running even for like a year because of all those things, all those ways that it like starts to matriculate into the rest of what your life is and looks like. Mm-hmm. Like it just gives you all these little lessons. And I'm, I'm sure that there are different things for everybody that give you those things, but right. I love all the mental work you have to do in running Andy. And then you start like four hours after a run, you're doing something and your body gives you some profound thing about what you were dwelling on while you were running or how to get through life in a different way. So it's just yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That's funny too. Like just listening to you talk about that person blowing by you and, and catching up. Because all I'm thinking is like my my current pace is like ten thirty, eleven minutes. That's like my race pace. So if yeah. I see somebody pass me at seven seven and a half, I'm like, hey, that's look at that superhuman gazelle. Like that's <laughs> he's like not interested keep in catching. Them. Not, yeah, I will I will meet you there, and you are just doing great, and I applaud mm-hmm. your. Uh, superhumanness so and I, speed <laughs> but i think too i'll that, be hanging out in the back that, well, but that's maybe what allows all of us to adapt in ways because so autumn is the type of person that if you so i could do and I, I, I need to i'm gonna speak to this and then admit that i haven't been but i'm the type of person that could wake up and do if I'm like, well, I need to do 50 pushups every day and I'm just going to do those. And it's just going to be the same thing. And it's boring. 
I can get through that. Autumn needs to have like a new thing to chase every day. And that's a different personality trait, but that's where running works for both of those different mindsets because running is different every day, but it's the same in other ways. But we always have something new. Like you can say, I, I, right. I just run marathons because you see someone running hundred milers, or you can say, I'm just a 1030. Well, Andy, I'm just a 930, but I see people like Corey who, who went out and did a 5k, I think yesterday in like 17 minutes and his splits were like in the fives. And I'm like, I want to be Corey. Like we're all, even, and even Corey's looking at someone going, I want to be that guy or, you know, that person. Right. Like it doesn't ever, the needle moves, but the target is always the same. There's always someone or some distance in your way that you're like, or the older version of yourself, Blair, right? The, pre- yeah. the past version of you, the person in front of you, the person, you know, running more than you. Um, the first year I was running, I love Brooke. Mama Brooke runs 365. She's, I love Brooke. She's a wonderful person. She also like ran an ultra like six months pregnant or something. And I'm like, <laughs> like, like if the world ever like comes to war and people think they need to go get Bruce Willis, I'd be like, Brooke. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I can't wait till we tell Brooke we volunteered her to save the world. Yeah. I mean, she's just like, she just like has something in her yep. that just says, here's all of my grit and I can get through this really crazy thing. But we all have it like, you know, I mean, and and that's where I think it all keeps, you know, it keeps so many of us both modest, but motivated, like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all chasing somebody or something or the last version of ourselves. Yes. Yeah. But so now that we've gotten through all those things, Andy, and you have already talked about when you were, um, training for your first marathon and already signing up for more things. What, what is 2022? What, what are you got planned? What's on the books? I'm doing uh Hilton head uh, mm-hmm. next weekend, next Saturday. That's going to be a fun one. Um, and I'm just trying not to put any pressure on myself this year. Like I said, I'm just trying to get back to the basics and learn how to properly stack mileage and incorporate all those other components. Uh, in the fall, I am going to do the Garmin Kansas City half. Uh, oh, that'll be fun. October 15th. That looks like a fun one. I get to do both of those through um, BitBrave. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're just very thankful for them giving us the opportunity to, to do races. Uh, and then hopefully in September, uh, my relay team and I will finally be able to do the um, Ironman here in Augusta that we signed up to do back in oh, 2020. And it's just gotten like deferred. It's been deferral after deferral. So uh, hopefully this year we'll, we'll finally be able to make that, that happen. Um, but I think other than, other than those three, I, I don't really have a whole lot planned on the calendar. Uh, I really just want to kind of take it slow this year and be respectful of training that I'm doing, uh, you know, it's important for me to, to get as fast as I can be for where I am in my life right now, whatever that looks like. Um, and so I, I don't want to try to haphazardly add a bunch of stuff like after 2020 happened when we got the, made the return to live racing, it was like, Oh, I can do all of these things. 
and I can meet all of these incredible people that I've formed right. friendships with on Instagram. So I want to do that constantly. Yep. And uh, not only did um, my body say, you got to take a break from that, but it's like, your wallet's like, dude, you can't, <laughs> you can't like, uh, <laughs> do a new race every week. Like, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I think we're just going to be more intentional this year about what we're doing. I do want to do that flying pig four way challenge in Cincinnati in April, 2023. I'm kind of committing myself to that. And that just sounds like uh, just such a fun weekend to do like a one mile run on a Friday night, to kickstart everything. And then mm -hmm. a five K and a 10 K on Saturday and a full on Sunday and not be able to move uh, yeah. Sunday night. But mm -hmm. I think, you know, what, what better way to spend your time and hopefully get to meet a few more new friends in the process. Yeah. You, you have my attention on that one. Cincinnati one, isn't terribly far away from me. Um, and two, I've got like this never ending growing expansive list of Ohioans, Midwesterners who are all right in that little <laughs> pocket that I think I could, you know, catch up with including along with you. So that, that, that sounds yeah. very, very fun too. Um, Blair, he spoke to the Hilton head race and yeah, so as, I've done as that our one, resident Andy. expert yep. on this. Yeah, no, well, I would not call myself an expert nope. in any means. Like <laughs> resident expert. <laughs> My in-laws live in um, Hilton Head, so I did do that one, and it was it was oh. great. I really enjoyed it. Um, there's a bridge, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> what mile did that happen at, Blair? Um, the the unfortunate one that you don't want it to happen at. <laughs> so. It, it's it's big ish. I mean, but I, I mean, I live in Florida, so anything like above like zero <laughs> feels large. Right. But it was just I was unprepared, um, and then it was really humid. So you know, I'm used to humidity, but it was still really humid. <laughs> but it was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful though. Like the the course is beautiful, and you, it's a really beautiful little town. And so I hope you really enjoy it. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It does scare me because, like, the weather is so uh, nuts. Yeah. It just has mm -hmm. the potential to do crazy things. And it's like we're in February. It should not be humid and get hot and have yeah. uh, temperatures that are mildly warm. But it probably will be. Uh, yeah. Who knows? It'll probably be freezing cold that morning, and it'll warm up very quickly in the afternoon. Yes, I so think I wore, like, shorts and long sleeves and was, like, I think when it was closer to, like, mile 11 or 12 i was like i wish i didn't have long sleeves on right now <laughs> yeah so i can't wait to see how you do you're you're gonna love it it's a really it's my it's one of my favorite towns it's beautiful and it's right by the beach and i love the beach so it's and it's close to you it's not too bad of a drive right not too bad. I think it's about uh, three, three and a half hours if I'm doing the speed limits. Um, <laughs> and it's, you know what, like maybe in half, half hour, 40 minutes from Savannah, which is one of my favorite places. Yes. So yeah. Hopefully I'll get to hang out there for a little while after the race before I head home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be great. I'll be looking to see how you do. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that'll be very exciting. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I, um, you were talking through the 2021 stuff there a little bit too. And I, it was right around this point last year when everyone got that little um, beacon of hope where we were all like in-person races. 
And then everyone got hurt really, really fast because everyone started training too hard for like six straight weeks. Yeah. I just remember going on IG every other day and like someone else would be like, Oh, my calf hurts. Oh, my leg hurts. I'd be like, man, everyone, they're dropping like flies out there. Yeah, that was a constant thing last year. It was like trying to get ready for uh, at the Atlanta Marathon I did in February. Um, I had no business doing that, but it was one of those things where they moved it outside of downtown um, to the Motor Speedway in an effort mm-hmm. to have an yeah. in-person race. And I'm not a, a NASCAR fan, but I thought like that's a really cool, unique experience to mm-hmm. finish a race on a NASCAR track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was just terrible. Like my body broke down around mile 16 because I had had COVID in January and I don't think I was really full. Like my lungs had not really recovered. Yeah. Uh, and so my body let me know that. And then I was fortunate enough to get that lottery selection for Chicago. Um, and that was another thing where it was just like trying to train for that it was just overtraining and then trying to back off. And I was probably under training sometimes. And that didn't go the way I wanted, even though we finished. But, you know, what can you do? It's, yeah. it's all part of the learning yeah. experience, I guess. That's right. You learn. Yeah. That's right. You learned. Yeah. And now you know what to do now. <laughs> yeah. We're I, I also learned in Chicago uh, to see the city after your run. Um, like, don't, don't go and spend a week there before you do it, because it's a walking city, and then your legs are really tired by the time the race runs around. So. Hey, that's a good lesson to learn, <laughs> to share. Yeah. 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 Thankfully, we had been to Chicago enough before I did it where my parents came with us, but I was like, we are taking Ubers everywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. I could see my mom scratching her head. She'd be like, how far is dinner? And I'd be like, it's a mile and we're taking an Uber. (laughs) That's funny. Right on. Yeah. We went to the field museum one day and I hit my step goal and I'm like, it's not even noon. What is happening? I got to go home and rest. We got to go back to the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The last time we were there, we were with friends and um, we, like I said, we've been there a bunch and that, that was their first time. And they there's a lot to see it's a walking city like you said and we went in the summer dude chicago in august they call it the windy city it's not the windy city in august it's the humid you're dying concrete jungle city and (laughs) like we walked to navy pier from like the magnificent mile which is like not a joke at all and we were just melting by the time we got there and autumn and I looked at our friends and we were like, we are getting an Uber back to the hotel. And honestly, they were only like five minutes behind us by the time the Uber got us and took us there. But I was like, no, I've walked Chicago enough. I don't need to walk it anymore. Um, but geez, man. So, but you're both yeah, way better. I, I, had, I had gone, uh, probably like 10 years ago when I worked for a bank and they'd done some like uh, securities training in Chicago. And, you know, when you travel for work, you're not getting to really see anything. You get to go to a cool place for dinner or something like that. And it was the first really big city that I had been to as an adult. I didn't know anything about hailing a cab. It was before Uber and Lyft. And uh, the guy at the hotel was very nice enough to stop a cab for me so I could go to a Bulls game. And then uh-huh. when it got out, I was like, 
I don't know how to get back. So I just walked. Uh, and it was Whoa. from, from that arena, like back over toward the Navy pier side of things. <laughs> Uh, it was in November, and I was really disappointed that it wasn't windy in Chicago then either. They had been on some <laughs> kind of ridiculous streak of like 282 straight days without snow or something like that. Um, mm. It was n- not cold. I felt cheated. Oh. So, yeah, you I needed to get back and really experience. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. So rude. We're from the South. You could at least put a flurry together. <laughs> right. Like hit me in the face with a biting cold wind. It's fine. Just one time. <laughs> I, just, just once. Just the one. <laughs> I, uh, whenever you're going up, uh, the last like mile 20 to 25 before you make that right to go into finish that long yeah. stretch of road, there's like, there's a part, I think it's at like, 23 where all of the buildings on the lakeside like get really small and there's just like a corridor of wind and I'm running and I can see right you can just see people for that entire distance and it was like um everyone's in a straight line but a mile in front of me was just this corridor of people like And I'm like, why are all these people running to the left? Like, did someone fall over? Yeah. Wind was hitting them, Blair, and just like, just kicking them 20 feet to the left. So by the time I got there, I was kind of ready for it and just like leaned a little bit right and was okay. But like, as you're getting closer to it, Andy, I'm just like, why are all these people just like, just like falling off the left? I'm not interested in that. I take the wind comment back. I'm sorry. They were all getting hit by like a 25 mile an hour gust. No, thank you. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, oh, well, I have to say, I have been following along with everything you've been doing for a while. So has Autumn. We both, we both really love everything that you do. You crack Autumn up. You crack me up all the time. Um, I don't get to talk to you and other IG friends nearly as much as I'd like to these days, but um, keep doing what you're doing. I hope that 2022 is, we'll call it a year of learning while we're at it and running. Um, I, you know, I feel like everything you're describing is what I'm doing as well. So, um, you know, good luck with everything you're getting ready for. I hope all the races are, fantastic i hope this bridge in hilton head is not uh i know i can't wait to hear if you think it's bad. like a, a thing you'll be like it was really flat <laughs> yeah. i can't wait for that that's gonna be his response he'll like message me later and be like guess what that bridge not so bad <laughs> all right cool it's just me <laughs> well i'd be okay with that if we've learned nothing else just have a dashboard song at the ready for if you need to feel all the feels when you see that bridge oh gosh oh, no geez. Yeah. You play Eye of the Tiger on that down. one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate the invitation to come on and, and speak with you all, Blair. I will say that you have uh, one of the greatest laughs in the world. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. 
impossible for anybody who's having a bad day <laughs> to hear your laugh and just feel immediately better. And if you're already having a great day, then it's got to be made exponentially better by hearing your laugh. That is the nicest and, thing. Um, Thank you so much, Andy. I, it is one of the things I would have to be honest, I'm most self-conscious about. I got made fun of so many, many years as a child. No, so I appreciate it very much. <laughs> Absolutely. And and Sean, I'm such a big fan of everything that you do for, um, for the run and the way that you give back. Uh, there's a lot of people that I think, you know, I don't want to say talk to talk, talk the talk because people have really good intentions. They just don't know really how to organize and follow through and, and do the thing that they like get to that finish line of, of how they want to help people, but you're doing it and it's so great. And uh, I just love all of the things that, that you do through that avenue to help and give back. And uh, yeah, I love interacting um, with your wife. Please give her my best. And <laughs> I hope that uh, maybe one day very soon we can meet halfway for so like too. a dashboard show and a race. I hope so too. Well, you and I are closer. So Andy and I might, you came down, I saw the space coast and that's not very far from my, I live in like the central Florida area. So like the odds are higher that we could see each other. So yeah. Oh man. (laughs) Space coast was so great. What Mm -hmm. a fun race. Yeah. Definitely recommend that. If if nobody's done it, like that's a fun one. Mm -hmm. It does. It looks, it looks super, super fun. fun. Plus the Um, metal's like the size of your cranium. So like you can't pass up that. Really? Yeah. It is. It is a noggin size metal for Mm -hmm. sure. Yep. Well, I, I will say I, I appreciate, um, all those positive words, my friend, because, uh, I try like crazy and I definitely, I I can tell you that, um, I I was talking to you right before we we got started recording. And, um, I think Blair and I definitely are like February. When was January? When did January happen? Um, (laughs) but, um, you know, it, some days it's definitely super tough to, try and handle all the logistics of everything. And, uh, the last couple of days have been a grind for sure. Um, but it, it, it really helps. And it's fantastic to hear from people that, um, it, you know, we are all our own worst critic, but some days I'm like, I'm not doing enough. Like I, I suck. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate it. I, I I'm going to keep, uh, keep pushing and, uh, I've, I've actually, I'll say it on here and then, you know, I, I've got something coming. I'm going to probably announce some new stuff this week. So I finally got my head back down and my feet back on the ground a little bit to try and realize that a whole month of 2022 has already happened. <laughs> so yeah. we'll try and get some stuff. Oh, man. Going. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm my own worst critic for sure, too. Like I was looking back through the list of runners that you guys have had on. So far and I was like I mean, these are all really amazing folks that are doing real things like the gems and the Amy's and the Kelly's of the world and it's like they they just must have looked at each other and were like hey you know what this week we're gonna find like an okay <laughs> low-level runner and we'll just see how it goes and you know what that person wasn't available so they were like hey you know what like let's see if, let's see if Andy has some free time on Sunday stop that is not at <laughs> so, all how that conversation uh, went 
That is so not it. If you've had people click the unsubscribe button during this episode, I apologize. <laughs> they will not. They will actually go find you and you'll be like, wow, an influx of new friends who also appreciate candy, good jams and running. Yeah. yeah. That That is not... That is not how this went down, buddy. This was, let's go talk to the guy that seems to make everyone else's day better because that, I've had so many conversations about like the equivalency of things recently with some people. And for as much as you might think that maybe you're not fulfilling one thing or you feel like you're dropping the ball in other things, like it's difficult to keep all those buckets equal. You know what I mean? But you are always somebody I feel like that people come away and I see it in the comments. I see just the way that people interact with you and laugh and have a good time. You keep that brightness for other people. And I know that some days that feels hard, like, right. We're not always like bubbly happy. I mean, honestly, that's probably why I haven't posted on my personal account in like a month. Cause I'm like, I don't have the bubbly happy right now. And I don't have the like, the rainbow there's a pot of gold over there or the grass i don't have any of that stuff right now i just have like i'm kind of in a holding pattern and i'm figuring it out but um you continue to show up and be a positive source and despite anything that you're saying over there you show up you log the miles you run the races you just run marathons as you said in the early part of the episode <laughs> it, you're, you're doing more than enough and um I, I appreciate all of it. And despite whatever your brain wants to tell yourself, buddy, it, it's more than what you think. And I, I know a lot of people appreciate it. So you were not a bottom of the barrel pick. If anything, we were like that guy, we need to talk to that guy. So mm -hmm. happy to do appreciate it. that. Of course. Oh man, this was so fun. I really appreciate it. Was such a, an honor and a privilege getting to talk to both of you. Thank Likewise. you for coming on. It was fun. Yep. All right. Well, thanks again. I uh, hope everybody out there is doing great. And uh, buddy, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon out there in IG world and hopefully in person. Yeah, man. Absolutely. All right. Y'all have a good day. You too, man. <laughs>